It was the University of Cape Town. It was Uyinene Mkwetjana. Now, it is the University of Forte. Now, it is Nostrelo Mtebeni. I hate to say this. Which university is next? Or who is next? Because this country suffers from a disease, from a cancer, from a pandemic to end all pandemics. And that is the violence, disregard, disrespect, total disregard, disrespect, violence against her people, against her women. I have to say this only because it is appropriate to do so. This conversation that I'm about to have with the Vice-Chancellor of the University of Forte, together with the President of the SRC, may get graphic, given the details that may obviously come to the fore, given the nature of the conversation. Please, for those who are sensitive, make the necessary allowances to prevent your ears from catching wind of what we will be saying. However uncomfortable, though, it is a conversation not worthy of having, very necessary. But the fact that we are having the conversation in the first place is a far greater indication of a society that is sitting in the corner self-mutilating and wondering why it suffers from the ills from which it does in fact suffer. I could speak, I could speak indefinitely, but need I say more than Nosikelo Tebeni to you, Vice-Chancellor of Forte, Professor Butlungu. Professor Butlungu, are you there? I am there. I'm there, Mr. Mabeka. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me uh, this evening uh, for this very important discussion. Important discussion, yes. Tragic even more. But one would think now, because one would have thought in 2019 with Uyinene things were going to change decisively. Seemingly, we haven't learned lessons that we were supposed to have learned two years ago, and it's playing musical chairs. It's now moved its way towards the east, from the west, from Cape Town to East London. Which university is next? Which dear female young student dedicating herself to progress and development of self, of family, of community, of country is going to suffer the dastardly deed of some demon who masquerades as a man among us? Indeed. Indeed, Mr. Mopetek. I think that um, I, I, very, I very much welcome this opportunity. And I must say, there's so many ironies here. The first irony is that this is Women's Month. And uh, at the university this year, we kicked off Women's Month by declaring that we celebrate visionary women. But not just women, but women for Karen. Uh, alumni, women alumni from 1916 all the way to now, 2021. And we were, were filled with hope, with excitement, with many, with many ideas and things to kind of uh, to animate the, the campus and to kind of inspire many young people. As a matter of fact, the song that uh, you kicked off the show off with, 
is a song that was uh, composed, especially for this 2021 Women's Month, by students supported by staff in the Department of Music at Fort Hare. And uh, we are launching it on Thursday. Uh, so that's the one irony. Uh, the second irony is that her dream was to become a constitutional court judge. She was a final, LL, final year LLB student. Mm. And here's uh, the, the, a dream, that's not the third, but a, a dream that is killed uh, in, in, in one stroke by one person, by one man. So that's the second irony. This judge, who will never be, who, this judge whose dream is cut short by the deeds of, of one man. That's the second, the second irony. The third irony, the third irony is that it happens in a place which is supposed to be a protected space, a metro, metropolitan uh, city, uh, the Buffalo City, and a few, a few a kilometers from the from the from the campus itself, from the teaching and learning site. Um, so here we are, um, a young woman, another one, uh, I suppose a fourth or irony we never learned. Inene Mkhojana of UCC was killed in August uh, two years ago. This is August again, two years later, and there is no trailer, and it never ends. Who's going to be next? Really, those are the big questions of our time. I must say, this time we are selfish, uh, we, we are soft, we are shaken, we are, uh, we, are, we, are, we are basically devastated as the University of Fort Hill community. This is one of our own who's been snatched away from us in a way most gruesome, in a way most inhuman, um, in a way that can never, you know, words can never describe. And so, yes, we are in shock, we are in mourning, and uh, nothing, nothing is ever going to fill that void. We will forward, all of us, uh, together, kind of remember Nozikelom as one of those young people who had dreams, who had dreams not just for themselves, but dreams for society, to be a constitutional court judge. We're going to get into the life and times and legacy at the University of Fort Hare of slain fourth-year law student Nosikelum Tebeni. I don't think for the purposes of this discussion it would be particularly necessary to get into the gruesome and gory details of what was discovered last week of what then would be Nosikelum Tebeni. I think that has been covered sufficiently. Of what we can, let us celebrate a life clearly well-lived one too, but more importantly as much, filled with promise, cut short so unnecessarily. And there is a strong community who feel that loss probably more than anybody who listens this evening, represented by one of the own, the students of Fort Hare, Mr. Mkanyiseli Nomana, SRC president at the University of Fort Hare. Mkanyiseli, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. My dear brother, I I don't know what to say. I I cannot say anything that you probably have not felt together with the student community. Give us a sense as to the beating pulse that remains of the Forte student body in the light of this most heinous deed. Uh, good evening, sir. Uh, let me first appreciate uh, the chance that we are given as students to 
to come and and to talk about the name of of it is a traumatic experience for us one would have never thought that in his entire life would experience such ex- such experiences we've come to we come to institutions of higher learning to further our studies we come to these institutions to better our backgrounds, our homes. The University of Forte is one of the university, universities that caters for that caters for students that come from backgrounds that are not so well established. Now, our parents from home are are looking at us, are looking at the hope. They are sacrificing everything that they have for a better tomorrow for them and and for us and for generations to come from our families. Then it comes as a very traumatic experience and one that you wonder if would we ever be able to pass through such. Prof... If one, if one would understand that our colleague was doing her final year this year, I believe that the the degree that she chose, she chose it to fight against such incidents, such demonic incidents, one would find hard to understand. And also, I would like to to thank the students of Forte for the unity that they've shown throughout this hard time. And I would also like to thank the the entire SRC for being at the forefront in making sure that we pay respect to the fallen soul. Fallen soldier, she certainly is, Mkanyiseli. And Prof. Butlungu, what Mkanyiseli is saying here is, at a minimum, the sentiment of every student. But, of course, the irony is not lost in that the conversation is taking place between the three of us, all of us attached to Forte, me as a former student at the University of Forte, SRC member, what have you. But we are all men. I think the fear that grips every woman now is that which, at some point or the other, before she met her fate, the fear that Unostrelo would have experienced. Mm. Because they walk the same route from Church Street into the Quigney area of East London. They sleep mm. in the same environment, hearing the same noises around the same people. And just as Nostrelo's killer was not marked on his forehead, I am a killer, so too the next tragedy might be lurking in and around the same space and community where Unosukelo was murdered. The apprehension and the psychological damage this is to the student body, especially the female student body, and the impact this will invariably have on why they are there in the first place. 
Mkaniseli said so. They are there to better themselves because a majority of Forte students, if our truth be realized now, is that they don't come from the most glorified of spaces and they become first hopes out of generations of families who have struggled and toiled and continue to do so that when they graduate, it might mean something meaningful, tangible and progressive for that individual, for that individual's family and for the greater society. This is all threatened by this. Yes, um, thank you very much, Ms. Mike Baker. You know, as, as, as Mkanyitelo was speaking and as you're speaking, something just springs to mind immediately. Yes, the female students will walk will continue, not not from from yesterday. They continue. They walk around in fear. In fear of something they can't see. In fear of something that they can't predict when it's going to kind of uh, catch up with them and destroy their lives. And, and take away their lives for that matter. But this, this fact is very important that we raise here. At, 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 at Fort Hare, women students constitute the majority. I think they constitute about 55, between 55 and 57 percent. That's women students. So they, they're the majority. And yet, you have that majority that walks around in fear, that walks around in fear on campus, that walks around in fear especially off campus. Now, this is not this the, the issue of, of gender based violence and and what we should be doing and what we should we are doing and what we're not doing for that matter. It's something that uh, uh, gripped our attention at UFH for two years ago. In September twenty nineteen, we sat around, we concluded and we finalized an anti GDP uh, policy which includes mm. of rape and sexual harassment, sexual assault, the whole lot, the full spectrum of those, of those issues. And it's, then we had a debate dialogue for half a day in London and for half a day in Alice. We were talking about these things. And mm. we said, never again, not again. And, and we, we as management then say, we're going to crack down hard. We're going to crack down hard on gender-based violence. And I must say, a little known fact, but uh, which some students such as Kanyifuli might remember, is that in fact, we did this uh, crackdown without fear or favor. I do, I, I can say that one or quite a few student leaders fell foul of that policy and we dealt with it. We took action against it. When you say a fell foul, what them, do you mean, Prof? Excuse me? When you say a few students fell foul of that policy, exactly they, what They broke the policy and we took action against them and we, we, we disciplined them. And I'm not saying we gave them a warning. We took them out of campus. For doing what? We, took, we, we expelled for, for, for issues related to sexual assault and sexual harassment. And uh, we also took uh, action against staff on issues of methods of, of sexual assault and including rape. We took action against uh, people. So on campus, I'm proud to say that we have taken some, 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 some steps. We are now also, we, have, we are in the process of establishing a division, an anti-GDV division, and that's staffed by personnel who are specialists in that area. We are finalizing that now. We are doing the appointments as, as, as I speak. So on campus, we are fine-tuning this, this machinery that's going to deal with these methods, and we're not perfect. Some of the methods fall through the cracks for reasons I don't have time to spell out sure. yet. But, but on campus, 
in residences that are under our management. We are cracking down. But there, as I must say, there are cases that fall through the cracks because the, the perpetrator will go put pressure on the on the victim to withdraw the case or they go and agree, no, let's go, I apologize, let's, let's those kinds of things. But what we cannot do, and this is what this Quigney case uh, illustrates, uh, Mr. Mopet, mm. that where we, we don't control the residential spaces, where the residential spaces have a Growing in a broad area such as Quigney and Southernwood in London, yes. then we don't have control there because the students have to go to the shop. They walk out. They walk among. They have to navigate their way through the brothels, through the drug the, uh, drug dens, through the violence of, of these areas. And then they survive most of the time. But some of them, like uh, uh, North Pelot, don't. And so the issue of this land, one of the issues this brings into sharp relief now is the fact that the university needs to build its own residences in, uh, in, 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 in its London. It will not eradicate that problem because we're dealing with a social problem. I was about to say, a- without interrupting you, Prof, I mean, I, I fully accept the initiative, but it, it, it will be an increasingly demanding one given the fact that East London is not, say, established like your Rhodes University where the town revolves around the University Stellenbosch, um, Afrikan campus of the University of the Northwest, if you will. East London is a metro, and the university almost has to integrate itself into town. So whilst you might take care of one aspect of the yeah. broader problem, you still have the balance of those broader problems to contend with. And this is where you need agencies, as you were calling in that video that is now doing the rounds on social media, whilst the yeah. Forte community has a responsible to, I mean, a responsibility or an obligation, so too then does the municipality together with the agents of the state to ensure that the environment is an environment that everybody has franchised and a stake for one's development and progress. Final comment on just that point? Absolutely. In fact, that was going to be my next comment to say, actually, we, this is not a question of choice by this or the other institution. We're dealing with a social uh, issue here. We see an, an issue of society that the forces of, 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 of misogyny, the forces of rape, the forces of, of sexual assault and all of these other things are broad, are bred and broad, bred by, by society and therefore... At the end of the day, society has got to stand up. Those partnerships must stand up. Frankly, local government, the municipality, must take the lead for which it is responsible. State agencies must take the lead. The police must. So it's time now that this movement, this broad movement, must come together and and fight this social problem. Because it's not because women do this or that wrong. No. It's because of a social situation which Absolutely. brings men up to, to make them believe that they're entitled to women's bodies, that they're entitled to treat women as their underlings. And that is the issue. Tragic. 2131, after this very short break, we continue the conversation. I do implore those who are listening to participate in the conversation, please. It is not just a Forte problem, although it has affected Forte second most, of course, the Mtebeni family the most. It is nonetheless a conversation of society, and we have been invited through the sacrifice of her life, of her potential, of everything she stood for and would become 
Nostrelum Tebeni for us to re-engage a conversation that, of course, was not started in 2019 and about this time following the brutal murder of Uyinenem Khoitiana. But again, we were invited then as we are now, as the invitations continue. When are we, everybody, social context, social mobilization coming to the party in response to the continued brutalization of the woman and her body? 2132, we are taking calls. Johannesburg, 714-2006, at Songazomapek on Twitter. Keep us engaged. After the break, I'm coming to you, Jay. SAFM is 85 years old. You are listening to Songazomapekwe on SAFM. Jay in Durban. And to our guests, you know, uh, I'm from the Indian community and traditionally, culturally, and, and a lot. But on the old, my brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers are the community itself. You know, I want to tell you something. We, as an Indian culture, we really, really admire our African women. They are born so beautiful babies grow up into beautiful young ladies and i can tell you if i have to put them on stage become an actor actress they will be first class 67 percent of the females in a university that alone will tell you what leadership the women have got you know what is discussed mostly among us we are so very sad in our community my friends, relatives, and all are in the late 80s and 90s. They said in the past, the African culture was one culture that really showed respect to the female right from babyhood to the old, old people. They really showed that respect no matter what it was. Whether the gogo was right or wrong, they still acknowledged and respected her. There's a loss, one life too many a doctor, a scientist, an educator, a world survivor to save this world has been taken away. To us, we are mourning every loss in an African community because she is so beautiful. She's mother of the earth. She's universal. And for her to lose a life like that to the family, to all of us, and especially in Women's Month, and I, I think, you know, further, a lot has to be done. Yeah. A lot has to be Absolutely. done to educate our You're right. A lot has to be done. Thank you so much, Jay. Spoken spoken like a mother there. I appreciate that. Let's go to Edwin, the Buffalo City King Williamstown, formerly Andile. Um, Moline. Yes, sir. Um, you know, um, this 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 in, in, in our society is 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 at the core of, 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 of this country. You, you know, I was actually listening to Swakina this morning, um, and, and there was a guy who called through from Ekata talking about the story of how the, our grandmothers are, are being killed and raped by the grandkids. Um, 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 and, and it reminds me of the story of, of, of the lady actually ended this year, uh, the amazing of Amy. Whereby the same thing was happening, whereby our grandmothers and our mothers and our elder fathers are, are being killed. 
and and and, and it just shows a picture of a society that I feel has lost its Ubuntu bubble. Mm. We, 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 we are not where we should be. You know, we've lost our core as, as human beings. Um, but to end on this, like this evening now, like this evening now at 6, 6 p.m. to this evening, um, at a place of village, a police detective was just shot. Two people walked up to him, shot him and shot him, but all in the taxi rang and they walked away. And and, and, and and nobody did anything. But just the, the, our society, I don't know what, what to say, but we, we are really in trouble in this country. We, we, we really lost Ubuntu. We certainly we are, are in trouble, Andile. Ubuntu we, Betu, Buya Lafega. Mkanyisele, the SRC president and the student body at large, and I'm not suggesting at all you have a responsibility greater than the institution itself. To the extent that you do have some control of something, will we now be seeing programs dedicated to supporting and becoming extensions of the anti-GBV policy of the university. For instance, in my days at Forte, there was a gender officer desk in the SRC portfolio together with a residences officer within the SRC portfolio. Given what we now know of the facts around Nosicello and the fact that the SRC does control not a lot but some budget, the readjustment of a budget to then become an extension of the anti-GBV policy and also to initiate whatever in response to not Nostrello now, but the Nostrello who is alive yet, but for the most part in the context and climate of things is a sitting duck. What can we expect from your presidency and your term? Thanks, Mr. Mm-hmm. Uh, ours, ours, we can never do enough, of course. Sure. But uh, we'll do our best as we, we've done before as I've also thanked the students of University of Forte who have, who have commemorated her, her memory, who have lit uh, some candles to, 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 to chase away the dark cloud that has covered the University of Forte. And, and we will continue to do such programs. And also, we would also like to request that the country as a whole to, to, to please pray for the University of Forte, to pray for, for the Nosicelos that we, we have that are left uh, uh, amongst us. And also to make it a point that, that we protect our, our, our beloved sisters. Because I understand, I'd like to believe that these issues start emanating from, from, from the little insults that we allow women to face in, in front of us. And then such monsters mm. feel that it is correct to correct. to to do as they please to, to our women. No, I appreciate uh, that, and and and, and, thank, and you. thank you for raising that issue. I think the fact that we don't hold each other as men among ourselves in social and relaxed environments to account where we allow a kind of language to be used as though it is appropriate and formal language and in our failure to rebuke in that public space how much more the damage and hurt that may be occasioned as of this kind in the private space. That is an incredibly important point there, Professor Bushlung. I've got a minute just before the ad break, but I want you as an elder and an institutional head to comment just on that point. Uh, 
and its importance. As holding one another accountable, right? The language we use in our own spaces as men and, and not holding each other to account, this is what boys do, right? At some point, boys have to become men. Beautiful. I, I, I think it's a fundamentally important uh, point, uh, Mr. Mabeka, and I'm, I'm g- glad that you can raising this point. I mean, it's something that I've been saying it with greater intensity in recent, in recent months, that we allow men to have those, that in kind of language and those in jokes among boys, among men, and, and so on. But no more now. You see it as jokes on social media, jokes that get spread around and around and around. And some of them begin as jokes about the men, the so-called this mythical, fictitious uh, uh, men's conference, for example. Mm. All of these other things that are, are supposed to be benign and, and, and harmless and so on. Actually, those jokes are not benign. Those jokes actually, they serve to engender these notions of masculinity that's toxic, that's da- dangerous, and that is damaging. And, and it is that thing. It is the thing that we as fathers say to our boys. And, and we say to be a man, it's supposed to be this. And to be that, you, you're like a woman, you're weak. And so you're supposed to show. And, and those are some of the things that we need to talk about. Let's talk about them after the break, Prof, because I have to take an ad break now. Thank you so much so far, though, to Professor Butlungu, the VC at the Forte University, together with the SRC president at the same institution, Mr. Mkanyiseli Nomana. Calls, comments after the ad break before we wrap up in about five minutes. on SAFM. The University of Forte mourns, the Mtebeni family mourns, Women in South Africa for the upteenth time mourn one of their own. Nostrelum Tebene, a fourth-year law student, was killed, tragically so, brutally so, last week by her lover. She could have been any of Kato Regan, Yvonne Mukoro, Bez Ngabinde, Sisi Kampepe, Nongo Simtlantla, Leona Teron, Zuki Swachikli, all constitutional past and present judges constitutional court judges that was her dream that's what she was studying towards and by every critical marker that's precisely where she was headed but you will never get to don nor cap her professor butlungu because of this heinous crime who was nostrelo talk to us from what you have heard what you know you met the family of course over the course of this weekend and you would have seen obviously how distraught they would be beyond the name the person. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm only meeting the family tomorrow. Other senior managers have met them. They met them yesterday and today. But Nostrelo, a young woman from Atatiel, I forget, I just forget the name of the village now, but from a, a typical, a typical of the majority of our students, they come from far flung part of the country, the province in particular, Matatiel and, 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 and similar, similar places. So she comes from that. There's no privilege there. It, 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 you have to work your way up. And Nostrello is one of those, one of those kids who worked her way up. She uh, was done no favor by, by, by anyone. And her ambition of becoming a constitutional court judge, I suppose, was because of her confidence in her ability to work her way up. And that's, that's the woman that she, she was, from what I've heard, uh, confident, able to kind of stand her own, with masters kind of crack the codes of the academic game and passing. She was passing, and, and hence she was in the final year now. So that's, that's who she was. 
But I'm told also she had friends, and she, she was a very pleasant person. And her friends, from what I've, I've heard, uh, you know, they kind of found her good company at all times, but also a serious skills, a very diligent kind of a young woman uh, committed to uh, fulfilling their dreams. And that's who she was. And um, we've not heard anything else about her. That's not what our, we expect of our, our, our students. So, in a way, she was an example, an example of what one would expect from a university or for her student. A student who doesn't come from privilege, who's not carried by privilege in any way, but who is a self-made person through hard work, through dedication, and through ability to use resources available to, to go up the academic game. It's going to be dark for quite some time to come in that part of the country, Prof, from the entire SAFM family and the body of progressive persons in the country. We can only send our thoughts and prayers and everything else that is an intangible your way. But the yoke is on your shoulders. You are charged to carry it, not for your sake, but for the sake of humanity. In you we trust, and as well as to you, Mr. Mkaniseli Nomana, that you would only recently be introduced and inaugurated as the president of the SRC and face what you could never have possibly imagined. Many will be looking to you. You dare not fail what now has become your collective responsibility in leading us from these dark, doldrum times. Thank you both for your time and voices. Thank you very much, Mr. Mabaykus.